So I had a fascinating question uh, earlier this week about fire assets and why certain schemes that might be built exactly the same way have different fire assets, fire protection assets, things like pumps, hydrostatic pumps. First of all, full disclosure, I am not a fire engineer. I'm not an engineer of any description. I'm also not a town planner. But my understanding is that when a developer is in the process of getting approvals to build their particular building, a part of that process uh, will include there being a consideration about what certificate of classification, what class of building that building is going to be. And as you've heard me talk about previously, the type, the building type, the certificate of classification will go a long way towards determining that there are certain required fire assets that have to appear. So for example, the moment you have shared walkways, you have um, lot doors, unit doors that empty out onto a hallway that everybody has to use to get to and from the elevator or to and from, in the case of fire, some fire stairs, you're going to see fire extinguishers, you're going to see alarms, you're going to see exit lights, emergency exit lights, and there will automatically be requirements for those fire protection assets to be tested at various points in time. Now some, but not all buildings, will have pumps uh, in the downstairs, usually in the basement area, and that is to do with pumping water around the building so that it can be accessed um, easily. Why do some buildings have it and other buildings do not? Well, that's quite simply a case of some buildings have access to great water pressure, other buildings do not. Therefore, those other buildings have to have those pumps installed so that in the event of a fire, it assists the, the fireys that come out and um, hopefully put the fire out to move water around the building quickly. Now, what that means is that when you have a pump, it is quite a lot more expensive to service. I am aware, of course, not being a fire, fire engineer, that there is a requirement for hydrostatic or hydrant tests to take place every five years. Um, and this can be a very expensive test, up to say $5,000 a throw to get it done. Oftentimes, your sinking fund forecast won't take that sort of test into account. So one option there that's open to committees is to consider getting a sinking fund forecast that does include that test being undertaken so that every five years when it rolls around you've got the money already sitting there to look after it. It is a requirement that it gets done, um, yes, for box checking issues to, to say that yeah we're fully compliant, but also for the fact that it might actually save people's lives, so it's a good idea. But yes, certainly I don't decide which buildings should have a pump, which buildings do not need to have a pump. Um, developers don't decide that either. Believe me, if there was an opportunity for them to make buildings cheaper and easier for you to buy and get into, they would certainly take that option. But um, sometimes it's just a requirement that various bodies have as part of the building being built and being certified as habitable, that those types of fire protection assets, things like back-to-base monitoring, monitoring, etc., that those are included in your building. And you can get details about what those expenses are by doing a search before buying into the building. Hopefully people have learnt the value of searches or are learning the value of searches. I know I talk about it a lot. But yes, if it's installed in your building, then it needs to be looked after. Um, I have had people ask me, can we just remove it? No. <laughs> no, you cannot just remove it. Are you a fire engineer? Are you prepared to sign off on it being removed? No. And the answer is no. You're not removing the fire pump. 
you have to pay for it to be serviced. I realize that's expensive and you don't want to pay for it. If you don't want to pay for it, sell up. That's the answer.